Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Welcome to the Cat Nips Podcast. It's your girl Lexi and my co-host Sid Rain. Hey y'all. And if you like trap colloquialism, yeah, old school wisdom, (laughs) and narcissistic advice, which could be bad or good, then this is exactly the podcast for you. We talking hella shit and I'm just being generous. So get the business on how to mind yours personally and professionally. We are reimagining the cat lady in 2018. Sydney. So I just want to say like I'm super excited. Like the support for like this entire project has been overwhelming. It's been exponential. It's been astronomical. It's been universal. And I love that, like, I've been able to enter this world as a catnip and support as many people as I can by talking as much shit as possible. Sydney, how do you feel? I feel amazing. Like, yes, we we are our cats. And we wanted to just explain what catnip actually is, because I don't think a lot of people know. But catnip is this actual herb that is grown from Earth um, that actually causes these, like, psychedelic, euphoric feelings in cats. It's so funny because we identify with that. And shit, we use flour, you know, just like a motherfucking cat would, so... I like the fact that we ourselves are actual catnip for other people, just like the actual herb is catnips for cats. So I love that we can enter a room and change the energy and direct up some awesome visual bullshit and relax people and entertain people and excite people and empower people because that's what catnip does. We give people their psychedelic experiences. Lexi, what is our P word of the day? The P word of the day is preparation. When you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So we are encouraging all of our kitty cats and Tom cats to make sure that your shit is together at least the night before. If that's your clothes, because you got to be up. If that's taking a shower, packing a whole bag. You know, do what you need to do so that the next step isn't so hard. Exactly. Hoe bags, gym bags, work bags, lunch bag. Like, just have have your bag ready. Definitely don't forget the lunch. Lunch is important. You need that protein. So, Lexi, what kind of cat would you be? Like, I, I'm mischief, my cat. I'm definitely mischief. It's all about me. We talk back and forth. And we also fight. But it's love. So, Lexi, what cat would you be? So, my Patronus is a sphinx, which is, like, the mythical Egyptian figure, which is a part man, part cat, part bird. So, that's really, really, really me. And then... Like on a day-to-day basis, you know, I'm probably like a tuxedo cat. Really well-dressed. People love me. I love them. I'm more like my second cat some days, Idris. 
and he's just he's a super sexy fat tuxedo cat and he just loves life he lives his best life on his own terms and that's precisely me everybody's a cat like when i got my cat mischief i turned my whole family into cats my mom my dad my brothers my sister and there are guy cats like um they call them tom cats and we actually have our own favorite tomcat. These tomcats are pretty consistent in our lives. My tomcat of forever is Titty Boy 2 Chains and Lexi. Mine is Kanye Yeezy, Kanye West. One song that really bonded Lexi and I together was the birthday song. Yeah. Birthday. It's your birthday. If I die, carry me inside uh, the Lewis uh. So... When this song came out back in Savannah, Sydney was one of my hair clients. So she wasn't like one of my friends yet. She was one of like those people where maybe I'll respond to her text if it's not about hair, maybe I won't. But she hit me up really randomly and asked me did I write the song? And I was like, I don't think I did, but let me check it out. And when I heard it, the lyrics were so spot on of our individual personalities and our goals in life as well as our our collective energy when we got together. So it was just, we had that same birthday song energy throughout our entire friendship of twerking and, and living it up and being cool as fuck, just like Titty Boy, and being abstract and super artistic, just like Yeezy, and very aggressive, just like Yeezy. We had such a good time, and that song is, like, I still love that song. like. It's one of my favorites. It's like actually one of like my yearly birthday goals. Like all I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. Like you could take me to the strip club with like a hundred, three hundred dollars at least. And like, that's it, birthday over, I'm content. I've done everything I needed to do. Let's do this again next year. Lil Ray Ray gonna go to school with a full ass backpack fucking with me. <laughs> Snacks included. He gonna have a name brand Kleenex bar. Hey, oh gosh, right? Get everything on the teacher's list. All the required items. <laughs> With the new J's. You know, I've loved Two Chains for a while, and it was just so dope to see him rise and come up. And obviously, he's from you know Southside Atlanta, where I'm from. So, and he's always been off in the city. He's super charitable and easily could be the mayor of Atlanta. Like, give it at five, seven years, you know. Titty Boy for mayor. And Titty Boy is like unbelievably accessible in Atlanta. Like, Titty Boy has been the epicenter of Ooh. a lot of our adventures. From Sydney's daily Titty Boy Tourette's where she just yells out Titty Boy phrases or 2 chain phrases or lyrics. Oh, 2 chain, but I got me a few, um. In the middle of any kind of conversation, going to his club for happy hour and staying for six hours into the club clothes. Right. Seeing him outside of, what club was that? Outside of some club for New Year's Eve and yelling, happy New Year's, titty boy. And he said it right back. Like when I tell you that was a personal moment for us, it was, that's how I knew that year specifically was going to be awesome as fuck because we got titty boy still with the food. And it was. We became hella fearless once Titty Boy gave us, you know, the okay. Like, it was awesome. And Lexi, you are, you are the boss pussy, you know what I'm saying? Indeed. What what would your like get money bunny strip song be? Like what's your get money song? It's so many. We can we can go as far as pull it up with Rihanna. We could do a nice, we could do a juicy J any anything. Um <laughs> any day, all day, on site. We could definitely do um a weekend trilogy situation. But I feel like sometimes I end up pretending like I'm on heroin when I listen to The Weeknd oh. too long and like my mascara gets smudged. I, you gotta, you can't do that too much. It's a, it's a few, I got a bag of them. True, well, okay, so my ultimate, like ultimate always for like the past couple years, 
stripper song has been um, Making Love to the Money at a Sex Great by Gucci Man. Um, I just like, I think as soon as I heard that song, I was like, what? And then it was like, you know what? You got to get this money. That's that's like, I think that's what, what uh-huh. it was. Like, Kim K, I'm talking Ray J. Like, it's time to get this money. But Gucci has consecutively, consecutively. Gucci definitely makes sure that you could pop yeah. it. He definitely, he definitely makes sure you can pop it. You know what? Mm. Anything from the Dirty Sprite Ooh. 2 album. Mm. Facts. Mm. And shout out to Sammy Miami, Jeezy. Because Jeezy just, mm. girl. Shout out to Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> the lengths we have gone through to see Jeezy for Sammy as <laughs> are unmentionable. The lengths, I say. The lengths, I say. So let me tell you about Sammy Miami. Sammy is our foodie, esthetician, sweet, free spirit. She often needs so much supervision, but she has like the most, she makes sure that everybody has the most fun. So she's absolutely necessary. She's our glue. So Sammy Miami has like this insufferable crush on Jeezy. And I don't know how many club nights I have stood in the line of compound. <laughs> Or how many <laughs> how many ratchet clubs I have shivered outside of to make sure that she can get close enough to him and take a picture multiple times. Rain, sleet, or snow. <laughs> I got twenties on the table, hundreds on the floor. <laughs> you know what's crazy is like legitimately, the, my favorite Jeezy song is "Go Crazy" with Jay- him, Jay Z, and um. Uh, Fat Joe is that his name I didn't know Fat he was Joe? on that but I could have predicted that was your favorite how cause it was like the most well produced one man cause Jay Z used to hit them bars fam you sleeping Jay Z used to be the bar killer girl we could do this all day shout out to Jeezy shout out to young Jeezy TM 101's TM 102 TM 103 I don't know how many more courses he offers but shout out to the thug motivational educational experience provided to you by young Jeezy thank you listen all white forces yes couldn't walk a mile (laughs) couldn't walk a mile now it is time to segue to kittens and tomcats our version of love and relationships we actually have some really interesting stories just about dating that we had sent in um, from a couple of our followers. Okay, so this first one is a is Shake Shake and Shack. Steak and Shake, but it's not spelled like steak with a, a E-A. Um, okay, so basically I'm gonna give you guys a summary of the story. So this guy, and basically she's not really interested in him in terms of a relationship. But she interested, you know, like maybe, you know, maybe they they could have sex every blue moon or whatever. And so, and when she decides to hook up, they hook up. So she goes to the hookup spot and he has like people there and suddenly it's turned into a recording studio. But she didn't know this guy had this much talent. So it's like, why do you have a recording studio? And one thing I would need people to understand in Atlanta is that there is as many Waffle Houses as there are rappers. There, every in Atlanta could fill up every Waffle House in Georgia and there will be no seats. That's how many rappers there are. So she goes to the fake rapper's house and he's like doing the robot and there's other people there and the shit just wasn't her vibe, right? So she's like, hmm, I know what I'm gonna do. She says, that she convinced old dude to leave by saying, hey, you gonna walk me to the car. And when she walked him, when he walked her to the car, she drove off with him in it and kidnapped him. <laughs> right? Plot twist. So she drives off with said nigga and she goes to complete her original mission, which was the reason why she came over there and that was to have what sex so she do and she's like okay i could drop you back off now and he's like well let's stop and get some food first and so they go to steak and shake okay that's where steak and shake comes in 
So Buddy says that he don't have no money because he left his wallet. Oh yeah, she kidnapped him. So he doesn't have a wallet because she kidnapped him. And so she was like, oh, so you don't have no money to pay for this food? And she leaves. But apparently she goes back to the fucking steak and shake. <laughs> Baby, you a savage. And goes home and goes to sleep. Mission accomplished. Yay! Steak and shake. I'm proud of you. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. You're awesome. That's what I want you to know. Right? <laughs> okay, so then our next one is from a follower. Um, date dip out. Tinder date dip out. Okay. This particular woman decided to meet up with a guy that she had like um, seen on Tinder. They exchanged information. Before that, she had worked all day, was up as early as 7 a.m. And she said that she did all this, all these extracurricular things to stay up. You know, she exercised, she napped, she had coffee, um, got super cute. Um, and got there and met up with a guy and she was really displeased with what she saw. Ooh, maybe like a catfish. So she, <laughs> she then mentions that she recalls that she never saw the man smiling in his Tinder photos, um, which was quite different because when she met him and he showed his teeth, it was very different than what she expected. Um, whew, got to do your research, ladies. Got to do your research. So um, she goes on to say that he was dressed like a dusty bunny. Um, mm, a dust bunny. <laughs> She's hanging out. They're having, you know, talking, just getting to know each other. And she finds herself getting bored. So she goes to the bar to order a, hmm, a Red Bull and tequila. Why was she ordering drinks? Where the fuck you went? Right. And I think that's so fun because that is exactly what happens next. She's like, why the fuck am I buying this drink? I'm super tired and I'm bored and I have the power invested in me through Christ himself to fix this situation. So she then opened her Uber app, <laughs> dropped her location. And bada bing, bada boom, she was on her way home. She, oh, now that is courteous. She did send a follow-up text <laughs> to said Bozo, letting him know that she was headed home to get in her jammies. Okay. Um, she goes on to block his number as she is getting tucked in with her vibrator for the night. Oh, I love when the story ends well. <laughs> All's well that ends well. Let me just say, the people who write into our show are savages. So I want you guys to always feel super honest, super comfortable sharing with us. We're going to share plenty of our own stories as well. Steak and Shake Bay, like, sis, you got to stop just picking up niggas and dropping them off. <laughs> they could have called the police on you. And that's not a good look. But I do understand, if you set up a dick appointment and... He's doing something out of out of the requirements of said appointment. Then yeah, you have every right to kidnap him. So I checked the law on that. And that was pretty cut and dry. So just be safe, sis. Nowadays we are living in a world where literally one out of three relationships are computer generated. So like Tinder is so swipe. All of that is actually pushing through to some really like serious relationships and marriages and such. And that's cool. We love to see people getting to know each other, falling in love and such, starting families, you know, jumping brooms and all of that. Get it popping. What we don't like is people feeling like they can jump the line. And so today's kitten and tomcat topic is a tax bill that we're going to write up and propose for the United States government as a response to men jumping the courtship lines. All right. Story time. It was 2014, 
and a young Sid Rain and I were celebrating a 25th. No, I'm not gonna do it in a in an English accent. So it was it was Sid's 25th birthday, <laughs> and we was like, let's go to Vegas, let's go have us a good time. That's exactly what we did. We go to this day party, pool party, and by this point. We had kicked it like four days straight. So we were struggling to get to this pool party. So <laughs> we make it in there by our kneecaps. And we chilling, you know, found us some drinks and such. You know how it go. Vegas pool parties. And this dude just like slimes his way through the crowd and is like, yeah. So, you know, what's up? Y'all want to go up to the hotel room or something? And I'm thinking, we have a hotel room. Right. So I looked at him, like, real blankly, like, all right, can I help you? And he was like, you know what I'm saying? We can go, you know, y'all are bad, you know what I'm saying? We can go up to the hotel room. I was like, to do what? To fuck you? To have sex with you? No, sir. And he looked at us like we were crazy. So I'm like, all right, we'll do it for $800 a piece. Exactly. Crickets. <laughs> the crickets are tuning in for his response. What's going on here? He was flabbergasted. Like, how dare you ask me for $1,600 and y'all bitches, it's just some pussy. And I'm like, no, boo-boo, you're paying the discretion tax. And the discretion tax is what I would like to introduce to Congress in 2019 or 20. The discretion tax will include a upfront fee that ensures that you are entering into a con sensual and a convenient relationship thus bypassing all of the getting to know the person so getting their names first and last favorite color you know where you go to school at little backstories all of those things are flushed down the toilet when you pay your $800 discretion tax and that way men of all races and business classes and athletic nature can go about these trashy ass illicit soliciting of women without having to get no to get to know them and then the woman can do whatever she wants with the $800 should she choose to go through with the relationship so I want you guys to go to all of our social media platforms our Instagram, our Facebook page, and tell us what you think about our discretion tax, because I think it could be a great solution for a lot of issues that we're facing nowadays. But meanwhile, Sid, what do you think about it? I mean, I think if men have the audacity to walk up to you and request um, pussy, then I think they should expect to hear like what that what that money's gonna look like and like if you broke then you really shouldn't you don't have anything to talk about right now it's fine um and if you are then you just don't go up and request pussy problem solved you buy it's the equivalent of like going to a really fancy expensive restaurant and walking in and your meal is being prepared and you're being pampered and you're getting all these luxuries and amenities and like instant convenience versus going to the grocery store and cooking the veggies yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, you might want to go home and cook the veggies if you haven't budgeted in at least $800 worth of pussy. Right. <laughs> you may want to go home and simmer. Just defrost it, okay? Defrost it. <laughs> Thaw out, fam. <laughs> Thaw out, fam. Right. If you put it in a slow cooker with some seasoning, boy, that thing will be ready when you get right. off of work from making $8.50 an hour because you had life fucked up. But thinking you could just walk up to a woman like, oh, 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 I'm fine. So you just going to give me some pussy. Last time I checked, a hundred percent of the men in this world have dicks. Dick is not a precious commodity. It's not going anywhere. They come attached. Like, there's no general, like, serious effort here. Like, <laughs> chill out feeling like your dick is, like, a special tool. If it's not glittery or it doesn't dispense cash or or is made of steel-plated gold, like, bro, I'm... You got to do a trick. <laughs> do a jump. Do a cartwheel. I think it's the audacity. Like, the audacity. Yes. And the entitlement. Ooh, audacity. I like that word. And entitlement. 
How do you feel entitled? Where you get the entitlement from, huh? Huh? Where'd you get that from? Did they sell that on eBay? Did you eBay bid for some fucking entitlement before you walked into this pool party? Because that's how I felt that day in Vegas. And maybe his mom told him he was a nice boy and deserved everything nice. So he just thought he could just go up and shout things at people and that it would work. Mom, stop <laughs> telling your sons that they can just go and back every girl they walk up to. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. Assertiveness is sexy. Assertiveness is sexy, but... That's not assertiveness. That's arrogance. <sighs> well, enough of that. We all need to invest in the same type of self-care that can get us to our best personalities, to our highest potential, to our goals and dreams and such. So... Sydney, what is self-care for you? Mm, so self-care is either going to the gym or keeping my holding myself accountable when I say I'm going to do stuff. Sometimes it's like eating a salad after I've been like shit eating all weekend. But sometimes it's like waking up early so I can squeeze in working out or yoga. But you know what else? My friend circle also is a great deal of self-care because... You know, a lot of times I feel like we're either hard on ourselves or if something happens, well, at least for me, like if something happens, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, am I tripping? And I kind of have to like, you know, cross reference it. Yeah, you know, wine also is great self-love. Ooh, and candles, candlelit shower. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. What's self-love for you? Self-love for me is sometimes being quiet and organizing my thoughts and just taking time to just decompress and think things through and make organized, well-oriented decisions. I definitely have to do yoga, like on a weekly basis. I try to do yoga as many days as I possibly can. Setting short-term and long-term goals for me, and that includes like, this is what I wanna do for the next three, four months. This is what I wanna do in the next year. This is what I wanna do this week, this month, like really, Setting, getting like organized to know what I need to be doing on a daily day basis. Because as an entrepreneur, there's no one essentially over me saying, hey, you need to be working on this. You need to be working on that. So I have to keep myself super like motivated and on track to get like to keep going with my businesses and to like, you know, just keep it moving. So those are good things. Eating right. Definitely eating enough dark green vegetables and fruit, drinking enough water. I love tea. I love tea at the end of the day to just bring me down, you know, just settle everything and get me ready for a good night's sleep. I love art. You can always find me at an art museum. And like you said, I have my support system around me, like their encouragement, their honesty, their support. It means everything to me. So whether it's my friends or my mom, my sisters, there's always some support around you to be had. You just got to look for it. <clears throat> exactly. Right. It's like, it's so important. And you know what? Sometimes like you need, like, I feel like it's important when we talk about self-care and like, and just like you said, setting goals, making sure that you're doing everything that you want to do. Also, like just taking that time for yourself and maybe binge watching on Netflix or binge watching your favorite show. Lexi, what favorite shows do you have that you like to watch? Right now, I am like eating up Insecure, as should everyone. This season is totally the definition of self-care. Issa is making a lot of hard decisions, whether it's with, whether to play the platonic couch dweller with Daniel, who I think is so incredibly sexy and is God's gift to me personally, or whether it is you know, deciding what she wants to do with her job, with we got y'all to date and like date and live bay. Like live bay seems to be exciting, and it's like self care is like getting out of your comfort zone sometimes. Self care is trying new things sometimes, trying a new dessert, or sometimes you have to take a risk 
within like yourself we dream about so many things as kids but as adults we get bogged down sometimes and we don't follow through on what we should be and it's like fuck that what did you dream about doing what was something that you definitely wanted to do as a child but you can make space for it now that you're an adult and i super encourage people to do that isa saw like really dope opportunities with at the job fair with we got y'all with other companies and it was like you know what let's step out on faith and try something that is fun that feel that gives me excitement and passion like everything can't be for a bag and for a check because you're gonna run yourself down and give your best years away fucking around trying to get a check but if you really are passionate and excited about what you're doing with your life you can take that you know to the moon and back you know so i'm just I'm excited for Issa this season on Insecure. I'm super excited to meet her in real life and become best friends with her and share lemon purple wings and Hennessy. It's all it's an awesome time to be alive. Issa, Issa does such a good job of just everything. And I love her honesty and like it's funny because I'd be on Twitter and it's funny to see like, you know, the guy's opinion and like how a lot of the dudes were butthurt because she took um Lawrence out but you know like I mean like I she her is cutting off your ex nigga like self care right I'm not gonna fuck with him no more no matter how good the dick is no matter how nice the words are no matter how many promises he almost tried to intentionally keep <laughs> if the shit not working for your betterment stop fucking with that nigga write him out of the script Make walk into an elevator shaft and fall down a bitch and he never gets hurt from again. But move on and take care of your best self. That's what I recommend. Right. And what um wasn't one of the responses I read, I, I don't know if it was from I think it was from one of the like writers of the show. But she said that the show is not centered around who Issa dates. It's centered around Issa. It's centered around Issa and her homegirls and them navigating through life. Not the niggas they like, you know, kind of sort of want to be with, but whatever. It's about them. One person who is like super in the media right now for all of the worst reasons in the world is like, Nicki Minaj. And sis is really like, she's really, she really has earned her credibility in the game and whatnot. But I'm just, I'm just over her right now. How you feel, sis? I love Nicki. I've been down with Nicki for, you know, a minute. I feel like even before, even before Itty Bitty Piggy, it's been, again, like just awesome to just see her rise and take over. But it's not cute to see like what she's doing right now. And to be honest, like I did download Nicki Minaj's album, um, but I've only listened to it like I would say thrice. But I just feel like everything I keep hearing is like turning me off, and it's really petty and uh, safari, like all that drama that was going on. And you know, people felt some type of way about Nicki Minaj's Barbie dreams, which back in the day Nicki Minaj did a uh, like she's already done a remix for this type of song um she's already done a remix it was I don't know like maybe it was like 2010 it had to be 2010 2011 before she like really took over um and she talked about like every rapper every male rapper who was hot and she did her version of um big biggies you know fucking an R&B diva and her version was you know dreams of fucking a rap dude and you know it was cute like I I shit I enjoy it I listen to it now I think it's dope and to me like what she has on the album doesn't compare to the mixtape and I think that's what she was trying to do like not only did it not go over well but it just I honestly to me it just wasn't as good like what it was back in the day um, but it's just all, it's just really not cute to see her going back and forth and like picking fights. And, um, and I'm not saying that Nikki cannot defend herself because everyone kind of does, everyone deserves to be able to defend themselves. But, um, you know, she's going at Travis Scott because he's number one right now. And he did that through, you know, being able to package his album with his uh, concert with, you know, clothing. I mean, which, which was smart. Like, that's not that's not a bad idea. 
Um, and to be honest, like I wasn't always the biggest Travis Scott fan. Like I liked a couple of his songs. Like that, I liked that one song that had Kendrick. Um, Lexi put me on an album and it was dope. Like I really enjoy a lot of the songs on it. Um, but I'm not saying that's like take sides. I'm just saying like, I would not have listened to it if my homegirl didn't tell me to listen to it. Um, you know, and it's not like this super deep album, but it's enjoyable. Like bitch, you could turn up to it. Um, it's fun, it gets you hype. And, um, but it's funny because Travis, uh, Travis Scott has not responded to Nikki. Like, uh, I just saw a clip where she was saying how she wanted to punch him in his face and she was like coming at him or whatever and all this other BS that has gone down. And he just not has, he has not responded, which is, which is really funny, I feel like. Um, it reminds me of that, that Vine where um, the lady, the homeless lady on the bus is like arguing with somebody and then like the camera <laughs> pans and it's like nobody on that side. <laughs> so, I uh, mean, I agree. I totally 100% agree with you. Like, it's like this. It's like the shit that Nikki is doing does not fit her age group or her level of credibility. You know what I mean? It's like she's arguing with whoever will pay her attention. And all the, all the people that she's arguing with is doing is making more money off of the publicity of arguing with her. Like, you you the reason why he's still number one because you keep pumping up his shit. Girl, talk about your album. Add more good songs to your album. Like, you arguing with Safari and that nigga getting dick deals. Like, who gets a dick deal out of arguing with their ex-girl? Like, he came up and a hairline deal. Like, you pay for this nigga hairline, dumped him, argue with him in public, and he made money off of it. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't see this shit is backfiring since and it's just like like you don't have to do that no more if you ain't feel like you needed to argue with Remy Ma when she was making Ether diss records about you then I don't know why you feel like you need to argue with everybody else about you. and it's like you promoted this album for like five six months before it came out and it still wasn't anything spectacular like it was it was something that we had already heard from you before but in the same breath, you mad at, at Travis, but Travis drops really dope ass albums. Let me just be clear. Travis' new album is the shit. And the reason why it is, is because Kanye gave him the opportunity to grow. I want to bring it all the way back there. But in more current circumstances, that album went fucking hard. He had the best the best cameos. He had Frank Frank Ocean was on that motherfucker. You can only find Frank Ocean on Jay-Z right. and Beyonce shit. And then he may decide to drop an album when he feels like it, which we'll never know until it like 45 minutes afterwards. Like, so the fact that they was on there, The Weeknd was on there, Ty Dolla Sign was on there, Drake was all over it, and he going on tour. They fake going on separate tours, but they fake doing each other's, um, doing each other's show every night. They actually out here doing what the people want and all you doing is running your mouth and it's not in the record booth. I get the shit, but it's just like, sis, I really just need you to do something that's befitting of what you're doing. Like, and she's dropped really good albums before. She's dropped really good studio projects before. And it takes her to be in the right mind frame, around the right people, you know, doing the right energy. And I feel like she kind of went back to an energy that she had already grown out of and it just didn't work for her. It's only but so much TNA we're going to get out of Nicki Minaj. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to max out eventually. So give us something worth, you know, working with. You know, like, give us some really dope lyrics. Everybody around you, Cardi, everybody who has really good, like, number one albums right now, they're all really, like, vulnerable, honest about all of the different areas of their life. You know, you know what I mean? Like, in addition to having club bangers and, like, I feel like her, if hers is an honest reflection, it's a reflection of a mess. You got to pull her shit together. And she will. I believe in her because she's, like, a queen or some cool, something like that. You know, and it's, she'll figure it out. But this just ain't it. This not working for her. Listen, dear. I realize that you've been hurt deeply because I've been there. But regardless to who, what, why, when, and where. You know, speaking of a queen, speaking of um, a queen, Aretha Franklin, you know, the queen of soul was put the rest. They need to go back and do a whole fucking do over. They need to have a food truck. 
snacks. They need to have like breaks just in case people need to take their medication. They need not have a row of menacing geriatric, like powerful men on the front row sizing up the performers. Right. Like, fuck? That was so <clears throat> I had to turn it off. Because it was like, for one, it was so long. Like, okay, let me be honest with you. It was so long. But the best part about it was the fact that they named, like, streets after her and they named parks after her. And the first thing that came to my mind was, like, I'm good on any Rita Franklin Boulevard. We good. I felt like Gigi and Beyonce for a second, like, pumping up Rita Franklin. And that was, like, such a good feeling. Like, I was proud. You know, I was proud of her because they immediately recognized the impact of her legacy, right? And 20 hours later... You got Ariana Grande. This girl looks so scared to run out on this stage with them old men. Like, I would never be able to sing in front of six old men like that. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. She looks so scared. And then she sings her song. And it was like, you could see all of their blood circulating in ways that it hadn't done in like months or years or decades or some shit. And it was like Farrakhan, it was Bill Clinton, it was, it was, girl, the bishop afterwards pulls her on the stage, side, like, reaches around her and grabs her breast from the side. Like, it was, it was real low key, so you have to be paying attention, but she knew what was going on. Right. He grabs on her and then tells her that her name reminds him of tacos. If you don't sit your ass down and stay with this nine hour episode of a Franklin Franklin's burial episode, Six and eight, like, if you don't put your ass down somewhere, it was so disrespectful. And it just brings about this age-old adage of just men and their, like, overwhelming sense of comfort with other people's bodies, whether it's the unnecessary, like, side hug to let you, so that you could listen to me while I'm talking to you or hollering down the street or... Just that kind of creepy grossness that no one wants. Like, no one ever wants a man to walk up to them and touch them the way that some men, like, really try. Like, in real life, as a cat, as a real-life cat, I myself, when a man that I'm, I, like, I don't want you touching me, I look like how cats look. Like, when you put a leaf on their head and their whole body gets stiff. <laughs> I look the same way. Because I just don't be feeling comfortable. And it's like... Who the fuck told you to touch me? Like, why did you feel like that was just okay? How did you feel so comfortable? You know what I mean? Because it's like, why don't I get to feel that comfortable reaching into your pocket and getting your wallet and taking money out of it? Why don't I get to feel comfortable doing shit like that? Since you feel comfortable reaching and touching my arm and holding me, I want to feel comfortable taking $20 bills out of your wallet at my level of entitlement and discretion. Right? That's the thing we could do. Way, way, way back in college, like this guy tried to like, for one, we we went and hung out at the homie's house at the club very, very innocently and platonically. And I guess one of the homeboys that got too drunk. So somehow, and this, this is like a teddy bear type guy. This ain't like your Mira Daniel or, or your Idris Alba. This is like your teddy bear type guy, right? So... Teddy bear is running around the house, like trying to be inappropriate in front of us. Like, bro, why are your pants off? Like, no one wants to see this. So while he was running around, frolicking around, I took all of the money out of his wallet and he got upset. And I was like, I don't see what the issue was. I got, I, <laughs> I got so taken aback. Cause I was like, what's the problem? Like, Sydney, do you know what the problem is? I felt like we were all exercising our own levels of discretion. I mean, if he felt comfortable enough, which like really doesn't make any sense. And it's like, it's it's just disgusting to see like this happen. Like one that this man felt comfortable enough to do this on national TV, but you're right. Like all them greasy old ass men were looking at her just waiting. And yeah, the pastor was like, like ooh, I'm a like In front of like dead like gazelles. It was <laughs> Right. It was so gross. And right. It was just it was disgusting. So like to see this happen like on TV, 
just imagine what's going on behind closed doors and you know for for people who I mean like Ariana I don't know if we don't know if she actually said something to him but we just saw we saw the shit and was outraged I don't like I don't know if she actually said something afterwards whatever because a lot of the times you're just so fucking shocked that somebody has the audacity so like her being frozen like like you can see her her shocked expression on her face. Like no one expects to be to be like fondled out of nowhere. So what to happens, you're like, whoa, this is happening right now, right here, and this person is doing it who I don't know. And wow, like what the fuck? So um, yeah, I can't say I I don't know if she said something to him, but I'm happy. I'm not happy, but like it, the outrage is. Um, I hope would bring more attention to this, which is sad that this has to like happen on public for us to be like, oh yeah, we should address this as a whole. Several things needed to be addressed. Um, Okay. For one, it is blatantly obvious that Ariana has not been to very many, very many black church funerals. There is an unspoken clothes requirement that is necessary to keep said geriatric, um, onlookers at bay right so and that's like a neat one down situation as you can see from the other pictures the other sisters there they had the knee down situation on lock she was the only one that violated so my thing is this instead of looking at her as succulently as they did they should like or looking at her like you know you ain't got no business wearing this Somebody should have grabbed a spare choir robe, took a choir robe off of somebody that wasn't performing and said, look, sis, that shit ain't gonna work. Put this choir robe on, knock that song out and go get you some dark tights and like a jacket or a trench coat or something because that's not gonna work here. You know what I mean? And like help her address the situation because it's like we always wanna, we always wanna blame what she had on a shirt dress. She had on a short dress, but that does not give anybody that reason to look at you as as gross as those men looked at her. You know what I mean? And it's like we all know that some of the some of the folks that be um worshiping and such got the lingering eye. They still praying that off. You know what I mean? And that's real. I get it. But it's like we gotta protect each other and we gotta hold each other accountable on all accounts, you know what I mean? And that helps everybody like, kind of just navigate the waters a little more safely. I guess, okay, so yes, culturally, culturally at the black church, they tell women to cover up. And I remember being in Savannah and I went to some church for Easter because you know, I felt like I, I, you know, it was Easter, I gotta go to church on Easter. So I went to this church and the dress I was wearing, I feel like it wasn't like, you know, whatever, but they gave me a little thing to cover up and, so funny, lo and behold, I look and like the people who are like sitting like in the front is like a Becky, a white woman, and she got her thighs out and nobody. No, had none to of say. that had so, none of them um, had anything to say. All of all of their all of their dialogue was had with their eyes. There was nothing that could be said out loud. Right. And trust of me, course. they probably caught their eye full. Ain't no telling. It's like there are always going to be people who push access, who push boundaries, who feel entitled enough and don't know that that shit ain't cool, right? So in a sense, we do have to protect our boundaries, right? But in the same breath as like, we definitely gotta hold boundary crossers accountable. You know what I mean? Cause even though all of them other men sat there and grinned and bared all they loose teeth, they still ain't walk up to her and grab her breast and tell her that they that he was thinking about tacos when he first saw her name. Um. Yeah, so it's nice to see, like, I, I feel like a lot of people were responding and, like, you know, in, um, you know, in aid and help of Ariana, like, you know, what the fuck, this is gross, we gotta, like, stop this. And just like you said, like, we know that there are these, like, creeps everywhere. at church. It's so not, it's, um, it's creeps everywhere. Creeps everywhere. It's creeps in the most non-creepiest places ever. <laughs> no place is safe, literally. So literally, literally no place excuse me safe. protect your access to you you know what I mean so it's like if you know you want to dress you know risque maybe not go out by yourself and that's not because you don't deserve to go out by yourself but that's because it's easier for four of y'all to smoke him as opposed to just one you know what I mean like it's strength in numbers 
or you know, limit your access. Just the concept is limit your access. You do, you figure it out however you need to. So if that's packing a gap, you know what I mean? And do what you got to do, sis. If that's, you know, maybe dressing a certain way, then do it. You know, if that means, you know, pepper spray with the keys, you know, then do what you got to do. But just limit your access to other people, like protect yourself. So segueing, you know who was assertive? Cleo. <laughs> I declare that Cleo from Set It Off is America's unsung hero. She is the fucking hero that we all needed but never knew that she was the one that had the keys. Because let's be clear, throughout Set It Off, who was doing the transportation? Cleo. Who provided the distraction and was busting back at 12 at the end of the movie? Cleo, who lit up the last cigarette before rolling out like a G? Cleo, who had the right music to motivate the girls to go and rob the banks? What's the answer, Sydney? Cleo. Cleo, all right, Cleo, yeah, that's a conclusive Cleo. So I, I believe in my heart, within the depths of my heart, actually, that Queen Latifah's portrayal of Cleo in the film set it off is what America needs in Girl, friendship. Yeah, yeah, the assertiveness, the motivation, like, yeah, she robbed a bank, but had she applied that? So maybe it was like a group of like girls trying to go to college and they needed to like get the applications in. If you took that same tenacity that they used to rob banks and apply that to college applications or planning vacations or any any group activity or just general progressive step in your life you'll probably get that shit done be like cleo be more like cleo be more like cleo and that is what we leave you with today we want to thank you guys again for fucking with us for hanging out with us for bullshitting with us we really appreciate it we need you absolutely to subscribe to our catnips podcast on every platform we need you to jump on social media share it with your friends tell us what you think talk shit with us we love talking shit we need you we need to hear what you gotta say and like all our pictures and such and we'll we'll follow back we're good people Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.